All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. One of four people have subscribed to a new streaming service during the pandemic. I was looking at this. I had Netflix already. I still watch it. I have Amazon Prime, but I had it already. And I never bought the streaming service, but I bought the the service, the Amazon Prime. So I had it. I don't have Hulu. Apple TV Plus, I don't have. I have an Apple TV. I don't think I have Apple TV Plus. Disney Plus, I don't have. But you guys love Disney Plus, huh? Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. I don't think I've bought anything. I have Peacock, but it's free with ads. Watch Yellowstone. So I don't... One of four people have subscribed to... Eddie, have you subscribed to anything? Nah. We had uh, Disney Plus before Corona came. So, no. We haven't added anything. I still want to watch Hamilton on on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, dude. It's so good. I know. I saw it. I just can't get Caitlin in right now. She's like, you know, I don't want to watch a play on TV. And I was like, I know. Me either. But, you know, Eddie and Morgan both said it was so good. But I also never wanted to watch Yellowstone. And then now that I do, it's fantastic. We were up late. We watched two episodes last night, which in my older age, that's a lot. I don't, I'm not really binging stuff. <laughs> I mean, we sat there for an hour and a half. It's you're yeah. right. It is a lot. I could sit and watch five or six episodes back in my back in my youth, like two years ago. <laughs> I was crushing five or six at a time. Man, now just for us, but it was just so late. Like it was like eight o'clock. We had to watch the first one, and that you know. And she loves it. I really like it, but she loves it. And they hit us with those cliffhangers at the end. And I was like, well, we can watch because I'm leaving on Friday and we're, her and I are going to Montana to tape this Nat Geo show. And we don't get to, we're not going to watch any while we're up there. And so I was like, well, let's watch the first half of the next one. So we watched the first 20 minutes and then we're like, well, we're already 20 in. So why don't we go ahead and watch the next one? <laughs> but we're in season two, uh, like episode seven or so. So um, yeah, it's good. It is good. It's good. A professional stuntman proposes to his girlfriend while he's on fire. Romantic or not? Morgan, I'll ask you first. Romantic or not? I don't think so. I mean, you're already focused on doing something else. You're not really focused on the proposal itself. He's on his knees and he is in flames. All the way up his middle section, up his back. Professional stuntman Ricky Ash popped the question during a decoy photo shoot set up to surprise his girlfriend. She's a COVID-19 fighting nurse. In the video, she's seen in her scrubs before her now fiance has set ablaze and drops to his knees on purpose. And he said, will you marry me? I, I just think as a nurse, she'd be so focused that he's on fire. She's not even thinking about the fact that he's proposing. <laughs> I guess unless she just knows immediately. And he is a stuntman. But, uh, you know, they did the whole fake foot. Caitlin's sister, um, we went up to Oklahoma real quick to be at her engagement and she, her fiance set up a fake photo shoot because she does, she works for like a couple like boutiques and like models their clothes and stuff for them. And so she thought she was just going to a photo shoot and then he showed up and was like, and had all this big marry me letters in the back and she kind of walked in and was like, oh, nice. crap. Now he wasn't on fire. Yeah, that's that's romantic. <laughs> he wasn't on fire for sure. But uh, yeah, I saw that picture and thought it was funny. A pair of glasses worn by Gandhi's on the auction block could go for $65,000. I saw that. And a study shows most Karens, real-life Karens, are really middle-aged women because most people that were named Karen were born in the 60s, and it was one of the most popular names, period, at the time. So there's a whole selection of Karens who are like, what is happening? How come I now have to be the bad guy? (laughs) I've been vilified, and all I did was be named Karen. 
Do we have anything to mark sharp, to clean Sharpie off this table? Maybe. Scuba, do we know? I've tried everything. I may have to try it. Are you marking the table again? Big time. Like, I have this entirely big white desk. I got a fresh new Sharpie from Mike before the show started. I mark everything <laughs> off. Eddie, you have the camera up? Or yeah, it's a, yeah well, like, uh, Morgan does. Like, I mark everything off, as you can see. It looks like the government file has been redacted. And so, but now, I just, I marked all over my desk. I get so excited about a new Sharpie that it's everywhere on the desk. Hmm. All right. Well, that's irritating. I'm such an idiot. Why don't we just end this stupid pre-show now? Mark this off, pre-show. <laughs> Sharpied out. Done. Okay. Check it out. Uh, here's today's radio show. You'll hear Amy's not here, but uh, I thought it's still pretty good, to be honest with you. All right, thank you. Goodbye. Here we go. Uh, Come on, Bobby. Hey guys, welcome to Thursday's show. Morning studio. Morning. Morning. Amy's not here. You're going to hear today. She called me about 15 minutes before she's supposed to normally get here. I was like, hey, I got some personal stuff happening. She told me what it was. I was like, oh, cool. Just always handle your business first. And I normally would just say she's not feeling well, but I don't want people to feel like she has what Eddie has, which is Corona, and that we may (laughs) never see her again. We haven't seen Eddie in 10 years, it feels like. Eddie and I were talking about that. It's been a month, but yes, it feels like forever. Eddie is... At his house still, he's got a little makeshift studio built, and he's still got coronavirus. So uh, Amy's not here, but she is not sick. And so normally I'd be like, she's not feeling good, but she's feeling fine, okay? <laughs> Let's not everybody freak out. Uh, Kaylee Hammock comes up later today. Ray, can you play me a little bit of Family Tree from Kaylee Hammock? I think she's just a fantastic new artist, and I can't wait for her to come in and play. Got a lot of nice things said yesterday about our Kane Brown and Nelly interview, which I thought was pretty cool. You can go back and hear that on the podcast. You know, Kane and I have kind of formed a friendship over the past eight months or so, I would say. We, we really know that well, and now I'd say we're pretty cool. But then him getting Nelly on, I thought was just such a treat for me yesterday, being a big Nelly fan. And, you know, I didn't really know how to interview Nelly also. <laughs> Meaning it would be different if I was interviewing Nelly without Kane. If it was just a straight-ahead Nelly interview, I think I probably would have taken it different. But I thought Nelly was a great talk. I thought he was great. Morgan, how people online feel? Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Nelly. I think uh, our fans loved him as much as you did. We were all geeking out together. I did see a dirty Tupperware hack has racked up millions of views on TikTok, and people swear that it works. Eddie, you're at home right now. See if you have any dirty Tupperware when I read this, and we could do it on the air. Do you have have Tupperware? Yeah, for sure. Well, don't look yet. Let me read the story first. Okay. So the next time Tupperware is really greasy or gets stained, this is what they say to do because there's a TikTok viral hack saying, number one, you take Tupperware, obviously you open it up, you clean it out as far as like the food that's in there, but you squirt a little bit of dish soap in there. You fill about a third of the way up with warm water. You rip up a paper towel. You put a few pieces in there and then you close the lid and shake it for 45 seconds and rinse it out, and then boom, all gone. No way. I, I mean, that would say, I, I like whenever I have like SpaghettiOs or anything, like spaghetti and meatballs, and you save that in Tupperware, it's stained. So I throw those things away when they're done. Like, I can't get that orange stuff off. Here's the thing, though, and I'm going to admit this, that sometimes on TikTok, they do these trends, because I, I like TikTok. I've been on TikTok for a while. They do these <laughs> things, and people just get in on the joke. There was one joke going around where if you're a dude and you take your private parts and you put it in soy sauce or mustard, you should, you'd be able to taste it in 30 seconds. I'm not saying I tried it, but I tried it, right? Yes, you yeah. did. 
because everybody kept saying it worked, and I was like, "There's no way." It's been a while. I'm, I'm now coming out and saying I tried it. <laughs> it you cannot taste it. I did the same it. with strawberries. Remember what? when they were they were finding worms coming out of strawberries? I probably bought like two cases of strawberries looking for worms. I didn't find a one dumb worm. No, that one's real though. Yeah, that's the worm real. one's a real one. You don't you don't. I've see tried them. it. You well, put, you do the, the 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 thing to it, not just find them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you dip it in like salt water or whatever, and they start coming out of the pores. I didn't find one worm. You didn't? No. <laughs> mm. Do you have any Tupperware at your house though? That's that's dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Let me check the refrigerator real quick. All right. Tomorrow, Gary Lavox of Rascal Flats will be on right at this same time. Just always super fun to talk to. And Gary has a moving company. I used them. They're called Black Tie Moving, but he he has them in all these cities all over the country. Just because you know he needs more money. But so. <laughs> And his face is on the side of the truck, and so I'm going to get him on because I did see something cool he's doing where he's saying, hey, we got a bunch of jobs. You guys come work for us. But because we're going to get Gary on for Rascal Flats tomorrow, and I hope you guys listen to that interview, Lunchbox decided to prank call the actual moving company. Yeah, I called them up, and I just used Rascal Flats references, song lyrics, song titles, just to see if they'd catch on and just kind of drive them nuts. So did you call the one in Nashville? I did, and it was... Uh, Pretty good. Okay, here we go. Here's Lunchbox calling uh, Black Time Moving, Gary LaVox from Rascal Flats' company using Rascal Flats references. Black Time Moving, this is Jason Gibble here. I'm just trying to uh, let you know I'm moving. I need to hire you guys. We can definitely help you out with that. Yeah, I'm moving on from this town. Maybe moving to, I'm, right. moving, I'm moving to Mayberry. <laughs> Have an ice cold cherry Coke, you know, where everything's black and white. Yes, sir. Uh, have you filled something out on our website, or are you just uh, calling us for the first time? I'm just calling you for the first time. You know, I'm getting divorced because I'm all about fast cars and freedom, and my <laughs> wife was not having it. Got it. You know, and, like, I mean, life's a highway, so you just got to, you know, keep moving on. You know what I mean? Are you talking about Gary LeVox? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, like, I'm getting divorced. And oh, so, okay, you know, just, like, life's a highway. You just got to keep going. Thought you were making a Gary Lavox joke on there. Yeah, you know, and my my wish is for you guys to do the heavy lifting because, like, what hurts the most is when you drop it on your toe. All right. This much I know is true, that God blessed the broken road that led me straight to you. Yes, he did. <laughs> You're just giving us a bunch of Rascal Flats <laughs> quotes. I just, uh... Oh, no. Who, who's Rascal Flats? <laughs> You're quoting... Quoting a lot of Rascal Flatts references. I mean, I just, that's what I assumed. Oh, no. This is just this how I've been talking my whole life. Oh, gotcha. Can I help you out with something? Can, can I, I mean, I just, I don't know. Uh... This poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to do his job. That's funny. Uh, tomorrow, Gary LaVox will be on. What's your favorite Rascal Flatts song, Eddie? Oh, probably God Bless the Broken Road. I mean, that's so good, dude. Right? Like, yeah. You wanna I, pick- I mean, I like. there's some other ones that are jams, you know, and it's cool to listen to, but that one just hits you right in the heart. Hey, Eddie, when are you getting your next COVID test? Uh, today. Today after we're done. And how fast will they turn that around? Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I'll get the results around the weekend, Saturday, maybe Sunday. Eddie got, got corona when we were on vacation like a month ago and hasn't been able to come in. So that mm-hmm. stuff must just camp out, like sets up tent, just lives in you for a while, huh? Yeah, and I guess what I'm hearing too is a lot of people don't go back for testing again because they don't have to. Usually the, they just kind of like, all right, 10 days after the symptoms, I've been quarantining for 14, back to life. Really? And so, yeah, and so I, there just aren't a lot of people retesting. The ones that do have to retest, man, they're just coming back positive for a while. It's crazy. How are your symptoms? Do you have all your smell back? 
So no, man, that's weird. And I haven't really talked about that, but I, I would say I have about 75% of my smell back. And what that means is if I put something up to my nose, I can smell it, you know, coffee, you know, anything that with a smell, I can smell it. No problem. But I can't smell things like, uh, like if someone's grilling outside, I can't really smell that, which is, which is a good thing because, you know, sometimes like when I'm changing the baby's diaper, I don't smell it. <laughs> you just go in. It doesn't bother you as much. Uh, Morgan lunchbox. When Eddie comes back, if it is next week, if he does get that negative test, are you still going to feel weird with him in the room? Yes. 100%. Listen, I'm sorry, but I've not been around anybody that has tested positive for corona. And the fact that it's been in his system this long, it automatically, you're going to be a little bit nervous. Morgan? No, I mean, honestly, I'm just so ready for him to come back and do his job that I don't care at this point. I'm like, just please have it come negative. Morgan's I don't care. Morgan's doing two jobs at once. Wouldn't at- you be nervous? I will not be sitting next to him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not happening. Would you be nervous, Bones, if I was sitting next to you? If you came back negative after a month, no, honestly. (laughs) Well, good. I just, I mean, uh, the whole lunchbox thing, I don't even know if I want to experience that. Like, I don't want someone to think that I'm able to give them something that I'm... Amy comes to work with a big C on him. He has to wear the C. (laughs) He gets branded to oh, see. Uh, well, I'm ready to have you back too, man. Um, so yeah, dude, I can't wait. Bobby Bones Show, the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's thirty second skinny. Little Big Town's Karen Fairchild remembers a big moment for her during a high school powder puff football game. I was running the ball and a foreign exchange student hit me, and I didn't want to fumble because my brother and my dad were there, and I come from this very athletic family, and I knew I was going to go down, so I I let my head hit first, and I bit all the way through. It was just flag football, but I left my flags on in cleats because it looked cool, and I had blood running all down my jersey, and I went to the emergency room like that. Lady A's Charles Kelly loves having movie nights with his family. You know, there's so many parents like, no TV, no TV. We love our, like, movie nights. I love just settling down, and we'll sit down, pop popcorn, and cuddle up together and just watch whatever cartoon movie he wants to watch. And we go on hikes, too, together, which is always fun. The newest members of the Country Music Hall of Fame have been announced. Hank Williams Jr., Marty Stewart, and songwriter Dean Dillon will be inducted. I'm Morgan Number 2. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. This dad in League City, Texas, gets home from work. He's in the living room. He looks out the back door, and he sees the babysitter with the two kids, and they live right by a canal. And all of a sudden, an alligator comes crawling out of the canal and is within three feet of his kids and the babysitter. kidding me. Dad runs out there, grabs all three of them, gets them to safety. They had to call an alligator hunter to come and get the gator. An alligator. Wow. (laughs) It was 11 feet. 600 pounds. And I tell you, it wasn't coming up probably to make friends with that that kid. Nah, he wasn't bringing him any treats or anything. He was going to eat him for a treat. But the alligator's safe in an amusement park now. Is that... In, in Beaumont. Is that safe, though? Well, I don't know that I like that part of the story. <laughs> it's a, it's a, just let the alligator be the alligator, but good for this dad. That's good yeah, yeah, he's a dad. hero. The dad's a hero. All right, there you go. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Longwood, Florida. A man was out playing hoops at the local park when he was arrested. Because he was playing in the nude. Oh, no. He thought it would make him more aerodynamic <laughs> and a better basketball player. Well, he wasn't wrong about the aerodynamic part. <laughs> and it was a public... Uh, was, he, was he on something? Uh, they think there was 
Yeah, drugs and alcohol. You saw the guy on the internet who was chasing the pigs that had stolen his stuff, and he was butt naked? He was in a park, and he was naked. But he wasn't naked around people. But these pigs came and grabbed his, like his, his phone, all of his belongings, clothes, and then it shows the pigs running away with it and him chasing it through the park where all the people were. He's butt naked running after the pigs. <laughs> this is last week. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. It's the oldest on our show, who is Eddie, at 41 years old, versus the youngest on our show, Morgan, who's 26 years old, as we play Elder versus Millennial. And now your player introductions. He's a dad of four, the Hispanic who don't panic. He has a new persona since being diagnosed with Corona. It is <laughs> producer Eddie, everyone. Yeah. There he is. Nice. And his opponent, she runs our digital. She's 26 and loves to take Instagram pics. <laughs> She's caring and sweet and stands at exactly five feet. She's the blonde bombshell who loves Taco Bell. It's Morgan number two. Thank you. Thank you. The score is four to four. First Woo, up, Eddie, you'll, up. you'll get questions. By the way, if you're just coming on to the show, you've been gone for a while. Eddie is working from home. He has coronavirus. We're, we're looking to get him back possibly next week. But that being said, we've said that every week since about 2017. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. Uh, Eddie, where are you sitting in your house right now? I'm in my living room. And is that just a setup you put up before the show comes on in the morning? Or does it stay there? Yeah, man. <laughs> no, I have to set it up and then tear it down every day. It's kind of, it, it, I mean, it's a process, but whatever. I, I mean, I have to do it, so. All right, data four. These are all questions that Morgan would know since she was born in 1992, not Eddie, who was born in the 70s. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. 1979. Was it the 70s, though? Yes or no? <laughs> Technically, okay. yeah. Okay. Eddie, question number one. Hillary Duff oh. and Lindsay Lohan had a feud after they both dated who? Ooh. Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan had a feud after they both dated who? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Pete Wentz. Mm, not, not right. Uh, Morgan, do you know who they both dated? Gosh, I don't think I know. Um, I'm trying to think back to who Hillary Duff even dated. Pete, um, Pete Wentz from Fallout yeah. Boy, by the way. <laughs> Such a good, good guess. Um, Lindsay Lohan. I want to I say Justin Timberlake, but I think he was too old at that point. He was too old. That's incorrect. Yeah. The answer was Aaron Carter. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's kind of gone off the deep end a little bit, huh? I saw anybody with a face tattoo. I don't know what's going on with them, but he got his old face tattooed. (laughs) Uh, Eddie, question number two. What singer-songwriter dated Ashley Simpson and appeared on her MTV reality show, The Ashley Simpson Show? Whoa. Could this be Pete Wentz? Wait, wait, wait. That's That's not my answer. Because I'm also thinking of the other dude, Patrick Stump. Both are in are Fallout Boy. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what Eddie's I was just trying to go through the entire list of Fallout Boy. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Let's just stick with something that works. Pete Wentz. That is incorrect. Now they were together, but that is not okay. the answer to this one. What singer-songwriter dated Ashley Simpson and appeared on her MTV reality show, The Ashley Simpson Show? Morgan, can you steal? Gosh, my dating culture is not doing well. Um no, because I want to say Nick Lachey, but he dated Jessica Simpson, not that Simpson. 
Uh, you, incorrect. You got no right answer. But here's a clip. See if you can name who this person is from this clip. Do you know who that is? No, I know that song. Ryan Cabrera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie, one final question for you. 0-0 zero, zero is right. still the score. The Princess Diaries, The Devil Wears Prada, and Ella Enchanted are all movies starring what actress? Oh, that, I got that. That would be Anne Hathaway. That is correct. Eddie won, Morgan yeah. zero. Yeah. Now we're going to move over to the Morgan questions. These are about Eddie's generation, Morgan. Yeah. These are the opening lyrics to what classic TV show? And I'll sing it for you. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three's Company 2. What's the name wow. of it? Three's Company. That's correct. There it is. Woo. And here's the clip of that theme song. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> nice. One to one. Eddie, were you shocked by that? <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't try- That's like from before I was born. <laughs> I don't know about that, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, next up. Hey, Morgan. Private Parts was a movie starring what famous radio personality? There was a movie called Private Parts? Mm-hmm. Okay. Private Parts was a movie starring what famous radio personality? Radio per- the aunt uh, Howard Stern? Is that your answer? Yeah. Correct. Woo! Fantastic wow. movie. Woo! Love the movie. Read the book. Um, okay, Morgan, next one. If you get this right, you win. Okay. Before we ever uploaded things to the cloud or used USB devices, what was a common object used for saving computer files? Well, there were, there's, I mean, there's disk drives and there's flash drives. How old are we going here? <laughs> Before we ever uploaded things to the cloud or used USB drives, what was a common object used for saving computer files? Well, CD, like a disk drive. See, mm. C- CD, disk, mm, I don't know which one it is. Which one would you like to pick? <laughs> I'll tell you this. Okay. One of them is right. It's <laughs> <laughs> not cool. Oh my gosh. Um, CDs. CD is incorrect. Dang it! No! Eddie? Oh, man. I'm going to go with floppy disk. That's correct. A disk, floppy disk. That's Woo! correct. All right. We have a tie right now, right? Um, okay. Let's run through three questions. Eddie, see how many of these you can get in Morgan's category. All right. Jamie Lee Curtis starred with what other actress in Freaky Friday in 2003? Uh, that would be Lindsay Lohan. Correct. Generally, people who like yoga, wine, book clubs, pumpkin spice, everything like that, they're described as being what? A Karen. Incorrect. The answer would have been basic. No. <laughs> the act. Uh, let's do. Before Drake and Josh, Drake Bell and Josh Peck appeared together on what Nickelodeon show? Oh, that's easy. The Secret Life of Zach and Cody. Incorrect. He got one out of three. All right, going over now to uh, Morgan. Risky Business, Rain Man, and Cocktail are all 80s movies starring what actor? Ooh, I think Risky Business is Tom Cruise. Correct. Woo! Oh. What was the name of the evil wizard who was He-Man's nemesis in He-Man Masters of the Universe? The Goblet? Incorrect. It's Skeletor. If you get this, you win. If not, we have a tie. Okay. What video game company had the Game Boy? Nintendo. Correct. Woo! There she goes. Oh. Long 
There she is. Play her song. What do you want to say for yourself, Morgan? Oh, I'm just really proud of myself right now. Shout out to all the millennials out there for doing it strong for us. Eddie, what do you have to say for yourself? Hey, props to her. That Three's Company, she she guessed a lot of questions that I thought she had no clue. So props to you. <laughs> There's your winner in Elder versus Millennial. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Kaylee Hammock. Kaylee, it's so good to see you again. It's good to see you too. Uh, you know, I guess you don't really, we don't want to see anybody anymore. Unless yeah. you're doing something now, like with you coming in here. But you're in for a real reason. Your album comes out tomorrow, which is pretty exciting, huh? Whoop, whoop. I'm yeah. so pumped. That's so cool. Uh, Kaylee Hammock is her name. She's been on the show a few times. She's, uh, yeah, you went to St. Jude with Eddie and I and played. Yeah, I was Ariel. That's and right. And Lance here was a lobster. That's right. Yeah, Lance was the big lobster. I forgot. I was, you were the, cr- was it he, a crab? He tried the to big be the debate crab. was a crab or a lobster. He yeah. was a crab, but, uh, we could only find a lobster outfit, man. We tried. I wouldn't know the difference. Uh, all right, Kaylee, I have a couple things I wanted to ask you. All righty. How in the world, because I was looking at some stuff that you were doing, because you have the co- the Don Williams cover with Alan Jackson, which I'm going to play a little bit of here. Do you call Alan Jackson? How do you get Alan Jackson to do a song with you? I just manifest stuff, man. I just talk too much. That's all that? I do, Bobby. Who makes the call? Is it someone on your team calls him? I was talking to Cindy Mae at Universal. I mean, and she's a big dog there. I was just saying, like, you know, that Don Williams song has brought me so much comfort in my life. And I was talking about Alan Jackson's gospel record, how I've just kind of retreated into it because it feels like childhood during this crazy time. And randomly, she was like, well, what if you covered that song? And I was like can I? And she was like, yeah. And uh, who would you want to sing it with? And I said, Alan Jackson, George Strader, Jesus. And uh, Was Jesus busy? Uh, Jesus was busy, yeah. unfortunately. He's got a lot going on right now. Uh, but Alan Jackson was free and he was willing to do it. I mean, that was, it's unreal. It doesn't feel real yet. So talk, I'm going to play a little bit of this first. Just Ray, let's play a little bit of without us talking over it. Uh, this is Lord, I hope this day is good. You'll know it from Don Williams, but this is Kaylee Hammock with Alan Jackson. I don't need fortune and I don't need fame. Send down the thunder, Lord. Send down the rain. Go in your pages. So I'm assuming you record it and send it off to him and then just see what happens. Yeah. We so were, when you get it back and you hear his voice with yours, how does that feel? I cried. Did you? Yeah, I did. And then we went in the studio and mixed them together. Uh, it was around midnight in Dave Cobb's studio. And it was just such a magical moment because I've never got to work with Dave. I've never got to work with Alan before. And it kind of felt like a weird full circle because I've been to so many Alan Jackson concerts and seen him as a kid and just been like, yeah. that's what I want to do. Have you, have you met him yet? Like in person? No. We, this is, all this happened during COVID. Exactly. So we didn't uh, go into the studio together. I went in with the band and tracked it um, in a big open room and then he sent in his vocals later. So we haven't even met. That's I've so mailed cool. him a gift to say thank you, but we haven't met in person yet. So one day. I geeked out the first time I met him and I've only met him a couple times ever because he's not... The, a guy that's about town, you know, he stays on his, on his farm, on his ranch and outside Nashville and does his thing. But we were playing a show and we played one spot before him and he was, it was a big festival show. So yeah, I was getting off stage and he came on and very quiet, but very large. And I went up to him and I said, Hey, Mr. Jackson, cause I don't know him and so much respect. That, that, Jackson, that was yeah. my childhood listening to Alan Jackson was you know, a big part. Randy Travis is a big yep. part of it. And I said, Mr. Jackson, I'm a huge fan. And he goes, you know what? I think I might have heard you on the radio a time or two. He said, it's good. <laughs> he, goes, 
He said, it's good to meet you too. Um, it was awesome. But again, we didn't spend three or four minutes together. It was just quick. Got to say that I appreciated him and it was, I was a big fan of and I just kind of got out of the way. But like you, I was like, man, this is really cool, Alan Jackson. Yeah, so. I have one quote from him that was in a text message to my manager. They sent him Small Town Hypocrite and he wrote back and said, I love her voice, but man, does she cuss a lot. <laughs> and I was like, can I write that down on a resume or an Instagram That's bio? That's what you put as your billboard. Is she releases yeah. a record in Alan Jackson's <laughs> quote. I want to play a clip of that. Here is... Kaylee Hammock, her record comes out tomorrow, uh, like midnight tonight, but tomorrow, here is a clip of Small Town Hypocrite. We're just small town hypocrites And that scholarship was a ship that sailed When I chose you and daddy gave me hell I made myself into someone You also got a song with Reba. I mean, you got... How in the world? Like you gotta, I don't know, man. I don't know. Look I've, at you. How, like, how does it work with Reba? What's that story? Reba, uh, another little manifestation, really. I was uh, sequencing the album, putting it in order, and I was talking to my manager, and she said, who do you want on this album? And I said, I want Tennille Towns and Ashley McBride for sure. And then, Which they are on Mean Something. Yes, yes they are. Yeah. And uh, then she said, well, what's a big name? Like someone you've never met that you've always loved that you would love to have on the album. And I was like, well, how cool would it be to have the redhead of country music on Redhead? And randomly, our managers were hanging out, and my manager sent her the song, and she heard it. Uh, they told her that, you know, a big wish of mine was to have her sing on it, and she said, okay, I'm willing to sing anything. Just tell me what lyrics. And Wow. Yeah, we got to go in the studio together. I got to meet her and hang out with her a little bit, and she is just sweet as sugar. Yeah, she's great, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you get it. Like, there are a few artists, and I'll play a clip of Redhead after I'll tell a story real quick, but uh, there are a few artists that you're like, I wonder why. Like, er, there's a lot of great singers in this town, but I, you're like, I wonder why they are next level. And But then you meet them. You meet Dolly, and you go, oh. Yeah, there's like an aura Reba, Same thing with Reba. Same thing with Garth. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, it's they're fantastically talented, but there's also something about being in their presence that makes you want to – uh, get aboard the train and like yep. help them because you feel like you're part of what they're doing. Everyone's asked me how it was to meet Reba and how to, you know, how it felt to work with her. And I can't really put it into words because she's like, it feels like she's related to you, how kind she is, how warm and welcoming she is. But also she has this businesswoman mindset and professionalism about her that you can't really encapsulate into a word. Yeah. Uh, she, she's just so smart. You, it's, Seriously. you walk in, you got to be like, oh, I got to keep up. Because if, yeah. if you're not ready, you can't. Here's Redhead. This is from uh, Kaylee's record that comes out tomorrow. Here's Redhead featuring Reba McIntyre. For those that or aren't watching us live, uh, Kaylee also has very red hair. That's what she's known for. <laughs> if you're new to Kaylee Hammock. Um, well, I, I know you're going to perform here. I'll mention it one more time. Her new album, if it wasn't for you, uh, out tomorrow. So check it out. I think you're going to hear her sing and then go, I got to find out what that's all about. I mean, that's the goal of bringing her in here. Um, so, well, let's do this. Let, you're going to do a cover. 
mm-hmm. and then we're going to play one of the songs from the record. But you're going to do a cover. What did you choose to do for us today? This song, Tennille Towns and I were talking about it uh, when quarantine started and how the meaning behind this song just completely changed. It's On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. We actually sang it with all of the nominees for Artist of the Year for ACMs and all of the money that um, is going from that, all the profits are going to ACMs Lifting Lives COVID-19 Relief Fund. So it's going towards all these musicians and artists out of work right now and it's a beautiful thing to make music with great talented artists then to make it with Willie Nelson and then to know that it's helping other people in the music industry yeah so you can check that out she's gonna do it by herself here but it's like Ingrid Andrus is on it and Cody Johnson and you Morgan there's a lot of folks on this song oh yeah so check it out okay here we go Kaylee Hammock is here now she's gonna do on the road again hey guys so because of licensing rules we can't play anything with music on this iHeartRadio channel or podcast anymore. But you can go to bobbybones.com to see it. We hate that we had to take it down. It wasn't our decision, but I just wanted to keep you up and we wanted to keep up as much as possible. So uh, go to bobbybones.com to watch or hear whatever you're missing right now. And thank you for listening to the show. And sorry about all the legal stuff. Mr. Bobby Bones. That was beautiful. Come on. That was beautiful. Kaylee Hammock. That's great. Uh, record comes out tomorrow. You're listening. You're a friend. Of, you're feel like a friend of mine, so I'm gonna recommend you to a friend of mine as well. That's Kaylee. Check out her record. The album is called "If It Wasn't for You." Thirteen tracks. Yep. Twelve songs. One interlude. What is the interlude? Interlude is called Gold. Um, I wanted one song on the album because you know me. I am a maximalist instead of a minimalist. Um, I was a little afraid. You know, would all of my storytelling uh, be kind of washed over by the production? So I wanted one song on the album that is just me on a guitar, one microphone, no production really, no auto tune, just me, so that people can truly hear me. Hmm. All right, there you go. Thirteen tracks, twelve songs, one interlude. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. You're 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 a real light, Kaylee Hammock. Oh, thank you. You too, Bobby. I tell you, this is I'm gonna end with this. I rarely ask anything of of like substance from guests, but this is what I want from you. I want one of these hoodies with your big face on it. Because <laughs> I was looking at your website and it's like your hair and your face is right on a hood. And like I wear a ten- I have a Tennille shirt I wear all the time. Like the people that I really think are fantastic, I like to support. I, you are gonna get one. What size are you? Well, here's the problem. Some people say I'm a small. Like when I have to do this, t- like this TV show, I, we, we start filming a new show on Nat Geo, and all the clothes that we measure me for are small. I don't like that. I would say I'm a medium. However, in hoodie, I would like to be a large. I got you. I can give you a large. How about one medium, one large? Okay, if I can do that. I, so I you have it. one for the weekends and for the week? Well, if I have one, but then if I'm bloated, I can wear the large one. If I feel bloated. You know, yeah. sometimes we wake up in the morning, we just don't feel like, we're like, bleh. I feel you. Yeah. I also have my artist clothes and then my comfortable clothes. Absolutely. Because the artist clothes, I'm like, why do we tailor these to hardly fit? At Kaylee Hammock. Follow her. C-A-Y-L-E-E Hammock. Kaylee Hammock. Record comes out tomorrow. Um, I'm going to get me a hoodie. And I'll wear it here, too, and everybody can see it, and then we'll sell a bunch whoop, of them. Represent. What they don't know is we're in business together. This is all a ruse. Yeah. All right. Kaylee Hammock, uh, good to see you. Congratulations. Good to see you too. And uh, we'll come back in a minute. There's a Dr. Pepper shortage, apparently. So if you're looking for Dr. Pepper and you can't find it, there's a reason. Uh, People want Dr. Pepper, but also there's an aluminum can shortage at the same time. So, I don't know, random stuff just goes short. I saw, I think Charmin had posted on Twitter, hey, Dr. Pepper, we feel you. (laughs) There was a toilet pepper shortage. And I like Dr. Pepper fine, but I was thinking if I were to do my Mount Rushmore of sodas, here they are. Mountain Dew, which is the number one. I used to drink a three liter a day. 
Not my finer moment. Coca-Cola straight up. There's, there are some that I like, maybe a little more in certain instances, but pound for pound, just a good Coke, that burn is so for legit. Sure. Just once a year or so, I'll get a, an actual Coke and I'll drink it. And it just, when it goes down like through my chest, it just feels like this. If I can make a sound, <laughs> that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. Oh, like that's what it feels like in my body. <laughs> uh, and number three is cherry Coke. Because I love Coke and I love cherries. And it's tough for that not to be number two, but it's a derivative. So I put it at number three. And at number four is Orange Crush. Whoa. Those would be my my Mount Rushmore. I didn't want to throw another cola up there. I didn't want to put Pepsi too much like Coke. I didn't want to put RC Cola up there. Let me know if that's still a thing. But if you're looking for Dr. Pepper, you may not find any because there was a Dr. Pepper shortage. If I were a company, though, this is what I would do. I would just say there was a shortage and put it in the news and have a PR people put it out <laughs> and then make people like try to hoard it because I would sell so much. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Amy's not here, so I'll shoulder it today. First, let me mention that Tim McGraw, Keith Urban, Brad Paisley, and a bunch of others, including myself, will participate in the upcoming Music Gives together for St. Jude Livestream. It all begins tonight at... 5 p.m. Eastern on St. Jude's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all that. And so check it out. Like I said, I'll be on there. Who cares about me as much as a lot of these other artists? But if you want to watch a cool show and hopefully you see it and you're inspired to give a few bucks to St. Jude, some place that we are just super uh, tied into, we love working with them. That's great. So tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern, do the math on that. You know, I was talking a couple days ago about these two teenagers who went viral listening to In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. And they're sitting there and they're like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Well, now, here they are listening to Jolene for the first time. I like the fast pace already. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Oh, okay, okay. Jolene, <laughs> Jolene. Jolene. Hey, hold up. This With the passion. Like, With hey, the song. Ooh, hey, Dolly, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Oh. I, I love storytelling songs too. That's one of my favorite the songs to listen to. Too. That is a banger. That's a banger. This, this about the beginning how she started that off. That's cool. Tim and Fred Williams have gone viral for their YouTube series, First Time Hearing Twins the New Trend, where they share their reactions on video as they listen to classic songs for the very first time. They're uh, 21 years old. They grew up listening to rap and church music. And he's like, hey, let's do this series. And so, you know, in the air tonight, that one was so big, it relaunched that song to number one for a week. But I thought them doing Jolene would be funny to hear. So that was a good one. And then finally, Forbes released their list of the world's highest paid actors. And Eddie, have you seen the list? <laughs> no, I have not. Who do you think is the highest paid actor? Um, I would go with Tom Hanks. Didn't make the top 10. This person <laughs> okay. was number one last year, too. Think about it. Oh, number one actor who's in a lot of movies right now. Yes, that's a great, um, maybe not the best actor. I'm going to give you a hint. But someone that's pretty beloved, and is in a lot of movies. Uh, let me guess. I'm thinking female. No. No, it's a male. Mm -hmm. Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, DiCaprio didn't make the top 10 either. The number one is uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Of course. He made $87.5 million. Ryan wow. Reynolds was at number two with $71 million last year, which I'm assuming, Mike, was because of that Netflix movie. Yeah. Did he make a lot of money from that one movie? He made 20. Well, still, that's 50 million that he made from other movies. Holy crap. Mark Wahlberg at three, Ben Affleck at four, 
And Vin Diesel coming in at number five with $54 million last year. That is so, so, so much money. What in the world has Vin Diesel been in? Just Fast and Furious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they have like 20 of them. Yeah, I know, but they all don't come out a year. <laughs> uh, Adam Sandler was at nine. Will Smith was at eight. All right. There you go. I'm not Amy, but that's her pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Last week, that tropical storm, hurricane, uh, barreled across the United States. Lots of people, no power. A lot of my friends, too. And while people were cleaning up and waiting for their electricity to be restored, Jerry's Pizza and Bar in Middletown, Connecticut, was looking out for people in the area that were hungry. They get on Facebook and say, if you don't have power and you can see this, if you're on your phone and you need food, give us a call. And the response was huge. The owner, Jerry's owner, Carmela, says she made several dozen meals for families who had no electricity and their phone didn't stop ringing, ringing and they, they were there every single time. So wanted to recognize them. I think that's amazing. It's not like this is a mega pizza chain that has billions of dollars. This is just some folks that lived in the community and was like, hey, we take care of our own here. So a big shout out to them. Jerry's Pizza and Bar in Middletown, Connecticut. Hey, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Uh, Amy's not here, so we'll do the investigative morning corny, except I'll be the one administering the corny. Eddie, Ooh. Lunchbox, you guys ready? To yeah, yeah. Eddie, yeah. let's go. Let's go. Come on, lunch. The Morning Corny. What do you call a country singer that likes Indian food? All right, you're on the clock. What do you call a country singer that likes Indian food? Indian outlaw. Interesting. At Lunchbox, my brain just went to curry. I don't know why. I, th- I know curry's used Indian food a lot. Uh, what is Indian food is, is Indian food, uh, what? What do you call a country singer that likes Indian food? Lunchbox goes with Indian outlaw. Eddie goes with curry. (laughs) Indian outlaw, curry. I don't know much about Indian food. Is there a certain spice? Uh, like Yeah, curry. Oh, is that a spice? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Hey, Bone, say it again one more time. What do you call a country singer that likes Indian food? Curry. You have 30 seconds, guys. Curry. Oh, my gosh. Country lunch, dish, I have nothing. Country rice. I mean, Eddie, have... you're on to it. Yeah. Curry. Curry. So so what rhymes with curry, Lunchbox? Murray. <laughs> Dury. 15 curry. seconds. John Michael Cur- McCurry. How about curry? Eddie, you're on to it. Go. Keep <laughs> Eddie, you have it. Curry. John Michael McCurry. (laughs) I have no idea. The morning corny. What do you call a country singer that likes Indian food? You call them Curry Underwood. Oh. Oh. That's so close. Eddie, I thought you were going to walk right into it. You had it, man. Uh. I was stuck on John Michael McCurry. We know. know You said it like three times, and I was like, that's not it. All right, uh, no winner this week. Blown away by a celebrity story where uh, Blank signed an agreement giving Blank everything if he cheats. I'll tell you that story coming up in a minute. Yeah, I read it and I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. That must mean, if true, that he's cheated before. This is me just speculating, but we'll get to that story coming up in a minute. (laughs) Um, There's a TikTok hack. We talked about this earlier in the show. 
that claims that you can clean Tupperware with, with stains by adding dish. Here's the whole thing. Eddie, you there with us now? I'm here, I get, and I have Tupperware. I found some. The benefit of Eddie working at home with coronavirus is he has Tupperware. <laughs> so, number one, Eddie, squirt a little bit of dish soap in there. Okay, here we go. So, so I, just to preface, I found this in the back of the refrigerator. It's had spaghetti and sauce in it, so it's got that orange film around it. The, the film that never seems to leave, regardless of how many times you put it in the dishwasher. Never. I just rinsed it out, and it's still in there. So, All right, there squirt we go. a little bit of dish soap in there. Like one squirt or two? What do you think? Uh, two. Two's good. Okay, two. Fill it about a third of the way up with warm water. Do you hear that? Yeah, where'd you get that? Are you at the sink? No, no, no. I, I poured warm water in a cup. Okay. Rip up a paper towel and put a few pieces in there. Already did it, dude. It's like when you do a cooking show. You got to be prepared. Here okay. you go. Here's the paper towels. Put in, putting the pieces in there. Close the lid. And shake it lid? for 45 seconds to a okay, minute. So I'll start, I'll start the timer now. You ready? I'm ready. And go. All right, right Here now, Eddie is... I'm shaking it. Now, as he shakes it, I'll say this. We're going to do a couple things coming up. First of all, I'll tell you this celebrity story where it's like blank signed an agreement that if he cheats, he's going to give up everything. And then two, we're going to play a country music game. The uh, famous first lines of country music songs from the 2000s. So both of those are coming up in the next few segments. Eddie, we're now 25 seconds in of the shaking. Yeah, hey, Bones, so I think thinking about it, this is kind of functions as like a car wash would, you know? Like the paper towel in there is kind of doing the work for you while you shake it. Yeah, we all understood that. Yeah, well, right? okay. thank you for explaining. <laughs> okay, all right. I was thinking about that while I was shaking. I'm like, okay, I see how this is going to work. All right, five seconds, Eddie. Five, right. four, three, two, one. All right, stop it and dump that out. Okay, here we go. It's very foamy. All right. I guess you could probably rinse it out, too. Oh, I can't do that. Well, I have to get and go to the sink. Yeah, go to the sink. We'll be okay. Okay. Go right, to the sink real quick, and we'll come right back. All right, so we'll come back and do that. By the way, if you guys want to call us, you can. 877-77-BOBBY. 877-77-BOBBY. You can leave us a voicemail. Here is... Katie and Kyle from Pearlland, Texas. Hey, Bobby. I'm a longtime listener. I've been listening for 12 years. And Kyle, how old are you? Five. And what's your favorite part of the show? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. He loves the bonehead story of the day, and we love the morning corny. Keep pimping joy. We love you guys. Thank you guys for the call. We appreciate that. Again, you can call and leave us a message about anything you want. We love to hear them. All right, I hear Eddie coming back. You back? I'm back. All right, drum roll, Raymundo. Let's see if this TikTok hack worked. Eddie, oh my did gosh, it clean dude. the Tupperware, yes or no? Dude, this, this is amazing. It's completely clean. Wow, it is. <laughs> Look at this. Like, unbelievable. I mean, I've probably thrown away 20 <laughs> pieces of Tupperware because of that orange stain. Well, there you have it. It works. We did it here. Are you surprised? Amazing. Very surprised. As soon as I rinsed it out and all the soap came out, I really said, oh, my God. <laughs> like he's doing a ShamWow commercial. You'll say, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to give you the famous opening line to a country song. All of these are massive songs that came out in the 2000s, so... Morgan, I know you're only 26, <laughs> but you're going to know all these, okay? I'm going to do my very best. <laughs> and you're going to play. Okay. All right. So Morgan 
Eddie, Lunchbox. There's no Amy today. She's not in today. So we're going to do famous 2000s country songs. Yeah. Eddie, by the way, your kid's back in school? Yeah, today was their first day. They're, they're back at school, and let's just see how this school year goes. I was talking to Amy this morning before the show, and I guess her kids go back tomorrow. And she said they're only going in for two and a half hours the first day, which she's like, what's the point? And they're also doing pictures the first day. They have to dress oh. up for pictures because they don't know how long the school is going to be in and oh, happening. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they're every- going to get everything done today. <laughs> yes. So they're going to do pictures and finals and field trip. They get it all done today or tomorrow. Oh, man. All right. Here's the game, guys. Let's rock. Number one, I got rice cooking in the microwave. That's the famous opening line to a country song. I need the name of the song. That's it. I got rice cooking in the microwave. Think about that. Do you want me to sing it? Yeah, kind of, because I mean. Morgan does too? Okay. Eddie, you probably don't need it, do you? I don't care either way, Bones. Whatever okay. you want to do. I got a rice cooking in the <laughs> microwave. That way it's not exactly right, but it still is there. Oh! What is the name of the song, though? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to guess. The song is from the year 2000. Five seconds, guys. All right, time is up. From the year 2000, Morgan, what do you have? Tracy Lawrence. Uh, That's wrong. No. Yep. Yeah. You don't need the artist. You can if, if you want to flex, but if you're wrong, you miss the whole thing. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, l- Lunchbox. Oh, yeah. It's a great day to be alive. Correct. Yes. Woo! Eddie. <laughs> great day to be alive. Yeah, by Travis Tritt. Here you go. Here's the clip. I got a rice cooking in go. the microwave. Got a three-day beard. I don't plan to shave. And, all right. Let's see. Next one. I know they say you can't go home again. Okay. That's the first yeah, line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I know they say you can't go home uh, again. <laughs> that actually helped me. So thank you. Uh, Sing that terribly. <laughs> but still, I kind of got a reference out of that. I mean, I didn't need you to sing it at all. I know they say you can't go home again. <laughs> Woo! Morgan, are you struggling with this? I am. Like, I, I know the songs, but I have such a problem of getting to the chorus to find the title of the song. Like, I know the song, just can't. Yeah, I, I can't find Do you have anything on this one? I know they say you can't go home again. Red Dirt Road? No. Lunchbox? The house that built me! Eddie? The house that built me. Nice. Here we go. From 2009. Here you go. You know they say you can't go home again. Okay. Let's do another one. This is the first line from a country song in the 2000s. The year was 2005. I was sitting there selling turnips on a flatbed truck. Oh. I was sitting there selling turnips on a flatbed truck. Come on, guys. Oh, what? What, Lunch? What? I was sitting there <laughs> selling turnips on a flatbed truck. And there's a... Well, I'll, I'll wait till the end. Morgan what? has her head... What are you going to say? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Morgan has her head hung in shame again. I'm so not good at this. Morgan, what do you have? Mm, I want to say it's a Jason Aldean or Luke Bryan song. Oh, you'll be wrong. Incorrect? Okay. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> Lunchbox? 
Good Directions. That's correct, Eddie. Woo! That's Good Directions, Bone. Uh, Billy Currington. Here you go. I was sitting there selling turnips on a flatbed truck. You know the twist in the song, Eddie? Uh, uh, he falls in love with the person that gave him the directions because he was looking for someone else. Have you ever heard the song? I don't know. No, is that, is that completely wrong? He's the one working on the side of the road. She comes, yeah. and then he sends her back for some, some sweet tea, but you find out at the okay. end that that was his mom. Uh, what? Not the girl he's dating. Really? But the, the, that she sends him back to. Oh, Miss Bell with the sweet tea? I believe Miss Bell ended up being his mom. Wow, what? didn't know that. We... Mike, I'm almost positive. Will you, will you look that oh. up for me? <laughs> we may have to pull that one out of the old. The you song. may have to call Luke and ask him. Yeah, Luke Bryan did write it, Morgan, though, <laughs> in case you're worried. Uh, you know, I was on a similar path. All right, we have two more here. He said, I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me. He said, I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me. What are they looking like, Bones? They don't. Uh, Lunchbox has his hand on his chin. Should I, I sing it one time? I, I think I got it, but yeah, I may need a singer. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Here's a singer. He said, I was in my early 40s. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got it. But don't interrupt it. Let oh. everybody hear it then, because you wanted to hear it, so let everybody have the advantage that you want. Here you go. I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me. There you go. Morgan. Live like you were dying? Correct. Woo! Live like you were dying. Lunchbox? Live like you're dying! Eddie? <laughs> Live like you were dying. 2004, Tim McGraw. <laughs> said I was in my early 40s with a lot of life uh, before me. Okay, let's do one more. Here we go for the championship between Eddie and Lunchbox. I'm nervous. Well, I walk into the room passing out $100 bills. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. The song is from 2004. Well, I walk into the room passing out $100 bills. If two of you want me to sing it out of three, I will. But if two of you don't, if only one of you do, I won't. Uh, I, don't, I don't want you to. Okay. I don't want you to. All right. Morgan? <laughs> yes. Nah, you're just one. <laughs> yeah, you're just one person. It doesn't matter. You're just one. <laughs> Morgan, what's your answer? It's big and rich, and I know that for a fact. Uh, Incorrect. <laughs> Buzzer. There you go. Lunchbox. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Eddie. <laughs> I have save a horse, ride a cowboy. There you go. Well, I walk into the room, passing out hundred dollar bills, and it kills, and it kills. Mike to have a ride on wheels. Okay, one final one between Lunchbox and Eddie. Sudden death because this is. Uh, this is uh, Speed Round. Oh, Speed Round! So I'll read it. Just buzz in with your name okay. when you know it. <laughs> Eddie, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm just going to read it straight like I'm not singing it. I was riding shotgun with my hair undone in the front seat of his car. Eddie. Eddie. Uh, our song. Taylor Swift, our song, 2006. <laughs> Eddie is the winner yeah! next time. Oh! Wow! I was riding shotgun with my hair undone in the front seat of his car. Here you go. 
Wow. Hey, that came down to the end. That was a hey, good fight, Lunchbox. Good fight. By the way, from Wikipedia, when we look up Good Directions by Billy Currington, <laughs> however, he later sees the woman return to his stand per the suggestion in the Miss Bell verse, who also happens to be his mother. Dang. Boom. <laughs> You're welcome. I was pretty blown away by this story. Now, the report is that Justin Timberlake has signed an agreement giving Jessica Bill everything if he cheats. Now, here's the thing. You don't sign this agreement unless you're doing it as a last-ditch effort to keep something going. Wow. So, uh, the story goes, Justin Timberlake was spotted holding hands with his Palmer co-star, Aisha Wainwright, last year. I remember when that happened. I guess I didn't know who she was. Although he maintains he didn't cheat on Jessica Bill, he decided to sign a mid-term agreement with her anyway. Never heard of that. According to the contract, if he <laughs> cheats, she gets... Full custody of their kids and the assets. Wow. Last year, uh, Morgan, you remember this happening? Oh, yeah. I remember it was a, a whole ordeal, but he he said he didn't do anything. And they like got back together, and it was all okay. But if you didn't do anything, would you agree to what they're calling a midterm contract where you give up everything if you do it? No. I mean, you're, you're totally right that he did something wrong, and that's what is happening here. He didn't do this at the goodness of his heart. No. Maybe he didn't cheat, but he definitely didn't do it. Uh, because he just wanted to. Here's here's a quote. If Justin was stupid enough to mess up, he'd make sure Jess had everything and more. But he says it'll never come to that. But they had a secret baby. Not secret, but they... Surrogate? We didn't know. I don't think it was a surrogate. But they had, we didn't know Jessica Bill was pregnant. Then all of a sudden they announced they had a second kid. Like because everyone was in quarantine, I'm almost positive we just didn't know she was pregnant. And then they just locked it down and then had a baby. And they were like, here's our next baby. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Mike, will you confirm that for me? There was that teen forced to give away everything he owns as punishment. A family in Phoenix came up with an original way of punishing their 14-year-old son. Now, he was caught by police speeding in the family car at 14. So the family made him give away all of his possessions. Here's a clip of the story here they did on Fox 10 in Phoenix. I just wanted to drive, but you don't have like a license to. So I just took it. A joyride in his parents' Range Rover turns into a lesson 14-year-old Angel Martinez won't soon forget. I washed the car, like, hand wash, and I was like, I don't have anything to dry it, so, like, I'm just going like, to take her for, like, one, one spin, so, like, it dries. Angel was speeding in his North Phoenix neighborhood, disrupting his neighbors, all while his parents celebrated their anniversary in Vegas. Then, a call from the cops. Whoever was driving the vehicle... Please slow down. That was a residential area with lots of family and children and pets. It's just not worth getting into a bad accident. All right, I'll get to the, the what he did wrong. But that kid's 14. He has a voice of a 50-year-old. <laughs> like, play. <laughs> you know what? I uh, I, I just decided he I was watching like the Kane car. Brown. Yeah. He's like Josh Turner and Kane <laughs> Brown combined. He's 14. Here, listen to him again. I just wanted to drive, but you don't have, like, a license to. Kids watching a Range Rover. I would. I had no courage to do anything wrong. It's like me now. I'd be the worst criminal. I would be so guilty and so paranoid the entire time I was doing anything that I would never be able to do this. 14, though, they got him, made him give away everything. Eddie, when you punish your kids, what is the punishment? What, what's the general punishment? 
I'm running out of them, man. Really, it's it's takes something away. It is uh, you can take it away, but you can earn it back. Uh, just last night, I got really upset because my son destroyed our garage because I made him mow the lawn and he just ripped it out and everything fell. And he never picked it up or didn't tell me. And I'm thinking today, I'm like, what will the punishment be? I just want to take it all away like this kid. So wait, your son, after he was told to go mow, he just rips the mower out and there's stuff all around it. So it just, it cluttered the garage? He he was frustrated because there are bikes that the kids put behind the, uh, in front of the lawnmower. So he didn't want to move the bikes. He just yanked the lawnmower out, causing everything on the side to just fall. And it's chaos in there right now. And what would you take away, video games? Uh, for him right now, he's reading the Harry Potter books. So I may take away Harry Potter number seven, the last book. <sighs> oh, you're gonna right? You're gonna take away literature? <laughs> I I mean, it's the last book, and you know he's gonna be like, but but that's the that's the last story. I have to read it. Uh uh. What if? Take it away. Uh, follow me here. I don't have any kids yet, but follow me here. What if you take? and you remove like the last third of the pages, but don't tell him, he reads oh my it, gosh. and when he gets to the end and there's no more, or like you write on a page, like, sorry, then you explain to him what he did wrong and that you're going to hold these until he earns them back. Bones, so my wife started ripping pages. That was one of her punishments that she did. I was like, that's harsh. Like, you can't just rip a page. <laughs> so, but, but the idea of ripping the page and yeah. keeping it and being like, you can have these back. That's not a bad idea, Bones. Uh, here's the update. Jessica Bill and Justin Timberlake became parents for a second time as the actress, 38, gave birth to a baby following a top-secret pregnancy. So they had it. Uh, good luck to them, for sure. Man, you're signing a midterm agreement about not cheating? That ain't because you've been doing good. <laughs> it's time for the good news. Tell me something good. Checking in with Eddie, who is broadcasting from his house today with coronavirus. Eddie, what do you have? All right, so Emily and her three-year-old son, they were at the UPS store waiting in line when her son had a mini meltdown. Well, also at the store was Darren Burkhart. He's a 25-year-old veteran with the police department. He also is a part-time firefighter. He notices this meltdown, so he's like, all right, I'm going to step in and help. So he goes and tries to make the kid laugh. He doesn't laugh. He's like, you know what? Here's part two. Do you want to check out the squad car? So he takes him to the police car. Yeah, he turns the siren on and the lights, lets him shoot the shotgun. No, I'm kidding. That part of it made up. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, he made the kid's day and he came in to save the situation. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, if I were in an argument with my girlfriend and just feeling bad and the cop was like, hey, you want to push the the siren? That would make me feel good. I'm not even three. Well, well, you know, like uh, the other day I walked past a police car and I was like, I wonder if I should knock on the window and ask him like, hey, can my kids check out the, the squad car? But but I figured now nah, it wouldn't be a good idea unless the cop suggested it. That's an interesting question. Are there any yeah. police officers out there listening now? If you're just chilling and a dad and his kid walks by, would you care if they said, hey, do you mind if we look around? Can we look around the place? Can we push a button here? Make a noise? All right, hit us up on Facebook. All right, Eddie, thank you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I got a call claiming that my cell phone bill was super high, and I was like, wait, what? And so I got back online, and it never checked out. And then I looked at the number, and it it was a scam, but I almost fell for it because I was like, man, my cell phone bill is higher than normal. And so the scams are getting better and better. There is a new scam as well that says your grandparents have been kidnapped. So I'm just putting this out there now. Here's something not to fall for. Police... In New Mexico are saying there's a scam where people call claiming that they've kidnapped your grandparents and they will kill them if you don't pay. 
This is a dark story here. Here is KRQE in New Mexico talking about the scam. State police is warning New Mexicans against a phone scam that's on the rise. The scammer falsely claims your grandparent has been kidnapped for ransom and that if you don't pay, they will be killed. State police say you should always be suspicious of unsolicited phone calls, never give money or personal information, and trust your instincts. If somebody called me and said they were, I would freak out. And I don't even need a live grandparents either. So I'll be like, well, that's not, that, you're full of crap. But that's a, that's a weird, that's a hardcore one. Cause I've seen some other ones. Like I, you know, I get them all the time. I swear I, my phone, at least five times a day, it'll ring from somewhere. And always a number that's like one or two numbers away from my number, which makes me then feel like, well, I must be related to them. Like, even though my cell phone number has nothing to do with another number close, it's like, well, I must be, I must be close to them in some way. So then I answer it and you hear, so go, you go, um, yeah, we're looking for Bobby. Hey, Bobby, we're calling from the warranty company for, and I'm like, I don't need, but it's five of them a day. Do you guys, get, Eddie, you get these? I get some. I, it, basically, if there's a number that I don't have saved, I don't really answer it. No. Sometimes if you catch me in the right mood, I'll do it, but it's pretty rare. If you're feeling a little randy, you'll answer up a, <laughs> a number with no name right, on let, it. <laughs> let's see who this is. There was another story. This Jay Dodd uh, did, went in, got her driver's license picture taken, then went home and they mailed her her driver's license. You know, on the left side of it, there's a, there's a picture. And her, it's just a picture of the chair. She wasn't even in the chair. I guess they took the picture after she had got up and then put it on the driver's license. And on the driver's license, it says Jade Christine Dodd. And it's literally just a picture of the chair you're supposed to be sitting in when they take the picture. So here's a clip. This is um, them talking about it on the news. The lady at the DMV did not really believe me when I was like, hey, um, I need my license fixed because it just has a chair on it. And then she looked it up in the system and she was like, oh, I need to go get my manager for this. My boss thinks it's funnier than anyone. I was at work Friday <laughs> and he pointed to a chair outside of his office door and he was like, I thought this was you. I waved at it this morning. <laughs> That's from WKRN in Nashville. And it would be funny to keep that, but if you ever got pulled over and you gave that cop your license, for sure they would think you were with a fake ID. Mm-hmm. Morgan, did you ever have a fake ID? Yeah, I did. Well, but what, what was your fake ID name? Well, it was actually uh, my sister's. Oh, an I, older sister. Yeah, and, and she got a new ID for me, so I had I had no problems getting into any bars because it was a real ID, but my sister and I look enough alike that it just worked. And they never checked it? Nope. There was there was one time that I got like questioned a little bit, but I got in smooth sailing every time. I had friends that would get in trouble for fake IDs, and I'd be like sitting in the bar, like just waiting for everybody to come in. Ed, did you have a fake ID? Yeah, there was a guy in high school who he was so good at making fake IDs. You'd pay him 20 bucks and it was perfect. It looked like any other driver's license in the state of Texas. Did they ever take it from you? Nope. Was it your name? Uh -uh. It was me. It was my name, everything, just a different birthday. Lunchbox you? Yeah, I used my brother's ID even though he was like five inches shorter than me. And I had some guy named Richard Jackson when I I got my brothers (laughs) taken away. His got taken away. Was did he freak out that you got his name taken away? No, he wasn't really worried about it. He was like, "I'll just say that you stole it from me," and boom. But they never went after him. They the bar probably just cuts it up and or puts it in the wall or I don't know what they do. What about old Dick Jackson? Richard Jackson. <laughs> I, I, I found that. You wonder where I, f- I found that in a shopping cart at Sam's when I worked there. And you just did you look enough like him? <laughs> yeah. And he was like twenty five, and I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." You didn't call him back and say, hey, we have your ID. You thought, I'm just going to keep this and go into bars with it. Yeah. yeah. I was in college. What are you going to do? Call him and go, hey, I have your ID. <laughs> yeah. I got this message 
last night on the voicemail lines here at work. A little scary here because I was talking about the census guy that came up to my house. Here, listen to this. Morning, studio. I'm a census taker, and yes, we do come to the homes, and you do not have to put your full name. You don't have to give out no personal information like driver's license number, birth date, or your social security number. If they're asking for that, they are not a census taker. You don't have to give your full name or anything. You can give your initials, how many people live there, age range that they are. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the show. Well, that's a little scary because this is what happened. This guy comes up and is on the edge of the driveway and he's waving at me. Look at a nice enough guy, older fella, trustworthy face. And I walk up and he's like, hey, I'm with the census. Here's my badge. And I look at his badge and like I said yesterday, it was laminated. <laughs> Perfect. Official. Yeah. Of course. And he says, here, would you mind? T-? So, but he, here's what happened. He didn't ask me for my social, didn't ask me for my driver's license number. I did put my full name in there and date of births. I still think it was a census guy. He handed me a phone. Maybe another census caller uh, worker can call now and tell me. He handed me a phone. It's like, here, you can type it in yourself. And on the back of the phone, it was written 2020 census. Now, it was in Sharpie, but no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a real, like, logo. <laughs> so a little bit, like, level five, this is a little scary that she says this. But what I'm hoping that I... Because I didn't give away anything that, I, yeah, I feel okay. But you can call us, 877-77-BOBBY. Here is Bradley from South Georgia. What's up, Bobby? Good morning, studio. I'm actually moving to college this Saturday. I'm an incoming freshman at the University of Georgia. I'm very excited, but I know there could be some challenging times for me, you know, trying to adjust from a small-town life to a bigger city slash bigger school environment. If y'all could give me any advice to help me throughout these next four years of my life, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Man, Athens, Georgia is awesome. I'm I'm jealous. That's that's really cool you get to go there. Um, I'm not going to give you four years of advice, but I also, I grew up in a town of 700 people, and everything to me was a major city. So I know what you feel like. You know, coming from from a really small town in a really rural part of Arkansas, and everywhere I went, if it was... Little Rock, which was a massive city to me at the time. I just look forward to being able to go to Little Rock where they had big buildings. Um, my advice to you is, as your freshman year freshman year of college or if you're moving to a new city, get in groups where you can meet other people. You know, you're going to acclimate to the size of anything through time. But it's about when you're early and you don't know anybody, getting involved in, you know, for me, it was a dorm or for me, it was uh we played like basketball. You get in those little leagues. It was just meeting people that way. So that's my advice. First of all, don't freak out. It's going to be the greatest experience you ever had. It's a great school. And just meet a whole bunch of people and, and do activities where you can meet people. If you stay in your room, you're just going to be miserable, especially if you don't know folks. Morgan, you were in college, the most recent of all of us. What's your advice to him? Oh, I this is a good one because... I think you should exercise early on because the freshman 15 is a very real thing <laughs> and you will eat all the food and you'll have all the fun, but just don't forget to stay active because you will gain pounds very quickly if you don't. I guess for me, it was never a thing because I, I worked, you know, I, I actually wish I would have followed my own advice a little more now. I just worked the whole time, but I had a, a card though to the, to the cafeteria where you would go and you swipe it and you get to eat. But the food there was pretty good. It wasn't super bad. No, but you just eat more than you are used to because you're, you know, your parents aren't monitoring you. So you just could eat all the food and you eat junk food. And yeah. I had so many friends. We just wish 
like looking back, we didn't have to try and take off the 15. Well, good luck, Bradley. You're going to love it. My second piece of advice is just listen to me when I say you're going to love it. It's going to be a great experience for you. I was reading Reddit yesterday, and there's a guy. He says that he's been married to his wife and that over their seven years that she has a history of making important life decisions without him. And so recently she announced she was going to be a surrogate for her sister and hadn't talked to him about it first. It's crazy. Holy crap. <laughs> What's worse, she was already four months pregnant with her sister's kid. So she announced it like you would announce when you're ba- And he didn't know. I don't know that I could move forward. Because that's not the only time this has been happening with them. Like, that's a major, major... Eddie, what if your wife did that to you? Where she did all no of way, a sudden, man. she announced, hey, I'm going to be a surrogate to my sister, which, by the way, I'm four months in over here. No way. She she has one time to do that, and then we're going to have a real talk about you can never do that again or anything like that again, or this cannot work. Without talking to him about it. I'm not saying it's a bad it's thing crazy. to do, but to not tell no, your no. husband about that? Communicating about big things like that, that's... that's there's no way a marriage can work without that communication. That's just her living a separate life. Blown away by that. Raymundo, how's it going with your surrogate kind of saga here? Yeah, my sister agreed to it. We haven't really discussed too much more with her. My mom did say she wants me to move into the family home, and then I guess my sister can have our kid, and it'll be just a big old family Robinson, but we're not going to do that. We're going to stay in Tennessee. So She wants you to move to... Michigan during the yeah for I guess and then she said once the kid's born she would love to care for it for free so it's just like all these free offers just keep getting thrown at us but we can't do winters in Michigan we decided against that what about your job here exactly that's why I told my mom I said I'm on a syndicated radio show in Michigan there's no syndicated shows if they are they're not good I don't know that that's true or not but <laughs> would your is your sister married no, she's not. She is uh, single and she's got some free time. So that's why she did agree to, to do that for some us. Some free time. Like she's got an extra Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> no, her that's job, what a free time is. No, it's, she's not working at home. So she, it would work perfectly with her schedule. And she would move to Nashville or no? Yeah. So I, if she is going to be the surrogate, I do believe that then her, her kids would enroll down here and she'll just live with us. Oh, so she has kids though too. Yeah. I saw a story online where this guy was looking at Google Maps and he's on, and Google Maps, you can zoom in on all kinds of stuff because they basically take pictures and video all over the world and just load it as is. And so he's on one of those 360-degree camera things, and he's zooming in. I think it's like near their, their state capital. And he's looking at, but then he sees someone that looks like his woman, or his wife, and he zooms in. It is his wife, but she's with another dude. Like, oh. yeah, romantic on a bench. Isn't that crazy? He checked out a street view of, of the capital where he lives on Google Maps and found his wife on a bench with another man. His wife then confessed, I'm telling you, if I was his wife and all you had me was like some half blur on Google image, I'm like, that ain't me. Prove it. Yeah. I remember going to some ice cream place with Caitlin when she was still living in California and I went and I got some ice cream. It had turkey in it. It was Thanksgiving ice cream. And I only got it because it looked disgusting. And I was, but people were buying it. And I thought, is this turkey ice cream even good? And I had it and it was actually great. And I know it's weird to think about turkey and ice cream. It looked disgusting. I tried it. It wasn't so bad. And I tell you that because there's a new turkey dinner flavored candy corn that's available at Walgreens. <laughs> now, on the surface, it sounds like it's disgusting. But I would try it now. I've been converted in going, maybe it's not so bad. Because I do like turkey dinner, and I'm, I like candy corn okay, but turkey dinner candy corn doesn't sound great, but I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt until I have it. Morgan, have you seen this? 
Yeah, and it looks gross because the candy corn are the different colors, like green bean, it's green candy corn, or like brown turkey. <laughs> yeah, it does sound gross. <laughs> I would try it. Hey, see if someone can grab us some of that for, for tomorrow. Scuba? Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll get it. See, I, I'd try that out. All right. All right. Uh, tomorrow, Marin Morris and Ryan Hurd will be on together. They'll be performing their own songs, and they'll be doing some stuff together. Hope you guys have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, join us then. All right. Bye, everybody. Get your Bobby Bones on, yeah. 